Chapter 1 Clover House was built in 1770 by the famous mill owner Benjamin Gott as a wedding gift for his son William. This large, imposing edifice, situated on the outskirts of Leeds, had been vacant for nearly 30 years. That was until the local council purchased it and converted it into a home used by the social services back in the 1990s. The residents, as they're referred to, come from all walks of life, but all have one thing in common. They either have no family or none that can cope with their behavioural problems. The person responsible for the day-to-day -day running of the home is Mark Jacobs. He has held the position since its opening. Alas, his hopes and aspirations for Clover House, as being the flagship of Leeds City Council's social services department, receded over the years along with his hairline. The budget cuts and pressures from on high have taken their toll, both on his enthusiasm and the building itself. He now finds himself struggling to keep his head above water, as rarely are any of the twelve beds vacant, and rarely are all the staff positions full. Inside the building, not much of the infrastructure has changed. Of course, it had been rewired, plumbed and decorated, but that was some years ago now, and the age of the building is beginning to rear its ugly head here and there. Damp was a problem, and the radiators rumbled during the night. There must also be a problem with the electrics to the hall light, as the bulb needs changing every two weeks. Jacobs continued to fill in request forms, but replies referring to hard times and budget cuts were the inevitable reply. The majority of the eight bedrooms were designed for sharing. Fortunately, the size of each allowed for this, but the rule was never more than two to a room, and strictly no sharing by the opposite sex. Mark Jacobs and the rest of the staff knew that some bed-hopping was inevitable. But as there were only two members of staff on the premises during the night, other than sleeping on the landing or locking all the doors, there was little they could do about it. For entertainment, there was a TV room and two computers. These were often the cause of many of the home's arguments, as the residents, especially the males, would literally fight over the consoles and remote controls. Most of the people housed at the home considered their time there as a sentence and, like most prisoners, needed something to stop the boredom. One such resident, Leo French, was about to get just that.